warning. What you will see in the movie Pieces cannot be revealed, cannot be described, cannot even be imagined. And you don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. Pieces, it's exactly what you think it is. Pieces, absolutely no one under 17 will be admitted. Dan's Driving Double Feature presents Pieces and Pieces, 17, a minute-by-minute-ish podcast covering J.P. Simon's Pieces, slasher film from the early 80s. You know all this. If, if, you're, if you're joining in for the first time here, hey, welcome. Come on in. You know, you know what. Um, you know, you, you can figure out what's up pretty quick, I think. And if you've been here since the beginning... We're not at the end yet. We we still got we still got time, but we're 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 two thirds of the way through, baby. This uh, one we're talking minute sixty six through seventy of the English dub. We're about a minute and a half. The if if you get to the end of minute seventy on the English dub, the Spanish dub is a minute and a half longer. And I sincerely, I mean, we gradually it's like stretched a little, stretched a little, and I've honestly like I'm. I, I don't know what the heck the minute and a half is. I'm sure, or, or I've forgotten. I'm sure there's, you all are listening going, Dan, do a better podcast. The minute and a half is when this happened and this happened and this happened. Yeah, but, but, but it probably is. I, crap, I, I missed it. I missed it all. I'm so sorry. But 55, what did I say? 55, 50, 55, 66 through 70. Correct, yes. So we are beginning from We Don't Have Any More Time. Christopher George talking. Um, Lieutenant Bracken and Sergeant Holden? Are those the names? Are those sounds like the, the names. Um, the sergeant is down in... He's actually at like City Hall or Town Hall or something like that, looking through records. Um, although they look like police files. Although that's me mixing up the spanish dialogue with the english dialogue i'll talk about that in a minute but yeah so 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 yeah so it looks like sergeant bracken is somewhere or other in the basement looking through files they look like police files to me but they might not be and yeah and then, and then uh so, so, the, 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 lieutenant christopher george says i'm gonna bring on kendall of course you are you get a brief scene where you see the killer go into his deep freeze and you see it's it's you see from about the top of the thighs to the feet and I have to apologize and not apologize for something in the main body of this and he tries to put the shoes I guess his mom's shoes on the 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 the, the feet of the gal from the previous episode the the one in the locker room they don't fit and then we cut to some feet walk some some ladies feet and shoes walking along it's 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 Mary Riggs it's Linda Day George and so instantly it's, oh my gosh, he's going to take her feet, etc. And she has a brief chat with Professor Brown, Jack Taylor, um, which is very different in the English and the Spanish, but kind of ends up in the same spot. And then she meets Kendall briefly, learns what Kendall's up to, and then Kendall goes down and talks to Sergeant Bracken. And then it all ends with um, the end of the 70th minute, um, uh, Ms. Riggs is, is going up some steps to a door, which may or may not look familiar, knocking on it, trying to get to the dean. And that's where we end. I think she kind of buzzes or rings or knocks or whatever twice, three times, and she's beginning to leave when minute 70 ends. So let me give you a blast of something here, and we will be right back and discuss Pieces in Pieces.
these these minutes, yeah, we get you know, Christopher George showing up briefly, having the chat with um, Lieutenant uh, Sergeant Bracken uh, about uh, bringing on Kendall. And it's funny in the Spanish, he says he's been there. He doesn't want to be there all night. Sergeant Bracken. In the English, he says he's. I've been there twenty three hours straight. I don't know how on earth you could look through files for 23 hours straight and think that you in any way, shape, or form are getting good work done. I mean, when I do book revisions, I can do can do two or three hours in a day of book revision, heavy book revision. 23 hours of staring at files looking for facts seems screwball to me. And, um, and I think the, Sp- the Spanish one... It works a little better right there. So they're bringing Kendall to help. I do. I do like how how, how many how many gals have died now. Um, I don't know. One, two, three, four, five. Right, five. Horribly, horribly. They've died horribly, and and yet they can't get more than one lieutenant, a sergeant, and one undercover officer to help. <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't know. That's just, I don't, I don't know. You think they'd be better funded? They're not. Maybe they should do a Kickstarter. Wouldn't that have been great if they'd done a Kickstarter, like help us raise fifty thousand to stop the guy who's murdering the coeds? And I'm using coeds in the version that I never quite understood. Allah say blood cults, the coed murders. Um, but uh, 50000 for the coeds, you'll probably do a GoFundMe because then you can keep them. But you know how it works. So anyway, uh, uh, so uh, yeah, so, so, so Lieutenant uh, George Holden, Sergeant Bracken, they're, they're doing their thing. And, and Lieutenant, it, it's funny because it, it, I keep saying it's funny because I hope you laugh. I hope someone laughs. No, no, it's interesting because it's a better. It's interesting. It's semi-interesting. It's different because in the... English version is going to, I'm bringing over Kendall. Oh, that's, I don't need, uh, he's a suspect. I forget about that. We're, we need help. In the Spanish version, it's, hey, Kendall will be there in half an hour. Okay. It doesn't seem like Kendall will is there in half an hour. Um, I mean, we do cut to the, in a couple scenes. That's the, the reason why I chose this five minutes rather than cutting it up is this is just sort of a bunch of scenes that lead us to, like, Kendall is now going to be investigate, helping investigate, look into uh, the file and help with the investigation. That will lead us to the ending. Mary is talking with Professor Brown and sort of leading her to the dean, which will lead us to the ending. And the killer misjudged the fact that this much smaller gal playing tennis, whose bottom half he sawed off and threw in a bag, um, her feet may not be the same size as his rather large mom. No, no, I say large like she's not like large, like large, 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 like just, just, um, she's a bigger woman. She's taller and she's, 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 she's tall, you know, it's like, yeah, the, the, the gal in the, the, you know, and the, the mom is, I don't know how old the mom's meant to be, 35, 40, um, I can never tell. You know, and the gal on the campus, she's probably 20 or something like that. So she's smaller. She's more petite. And she's an athlete, whereas mom is mom-sized, you know. And so the fact that it, it, it shows to me a little bit of um, poor planning on the killer's part. I mean, he picked out these people. He has a giant freezer in his, or her, his. It's his. We know it's his. 
um, I think, uh, in his um, apartment, house, whatever the heck it is, and yet didn't calculate that maybe this gal who's much smaller than my, I mean, you could see if you look at, pardon me, if you look at the gal's hips, her waist, her legs, her, let's talk of the feet for a moment, in a moment, and then you look at mom in her dress, you don't see mom nude, but it's clear they're not the same size, so it's not going to work, he's going to need some other feet there, maybe for a more, an older woman, and that would be Linda Day George, who's clearly older than the gal who got her bottom half uh, ripped off. I said in the last episode, some, someone called me on this. They said, Dan, did you for, did you forget the scene? What, in the previous episode, I said, you can see her feet get cut off in the, in the widescreen version. And the thing is, I cannot for the life of me find my old VHS of pieces. I would love to see if in the pan and scan, in the one scan, in the 133 version, I bet cash money you could see her feet. I bet you can. But with this in the widescreen, the version you would have seen through the version I saw in a theater, I say you because I don't know you personally, but I think maybe you should see this in the theater. But when you don't see her feet. And so my thought was, oh, so he's not going to use her feet. We still need the feet. But no, actually, it was different. Because Yeah, and like I said, someone pointed out uh, he does want the feet, but they're the wrong size. And that should be a portend of what is going to come. Because if he has the head, and he's got the arms, he's got the torso, it's cutting off her bottom half, then he's all set. The puzzle is set. But the cutting off of the feet in the shower sequence is presage, portending, foretell, it's, 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 it's a kind of a blast of, hey, the feet aren't going to be right. He needs one more. And maybe in this one more, that's where he'll go a little crazy. Although he seems to go a little crazy doing that in the middle of the day, killing the gal in the locker room. But maybe he's not because there was clearly no one else there. So, so yes, so I stand by, I, I don't stand by what I said about him not wanting the feet in the previous one, but I stand about the, I stand by the feet being something related feet aren't they great i mean they get you around think of all the time think of all the steps you've taken in your life i mean the feet they're pretty effing awesome i was going to swear right there but i don't think this is the sort of podcast for that listen to my babysitter's club podcast where i let loose with the f-bombs uh i I don't even remember what i was talking about oh yeah so so yeah the killer and the feet and um and one of the things i just love so much is that in the previous scene our previous episode we talked about the fact that you see the head the arms the torso but you don't see below like much below like the belly button so you're like okay there's nothing there and in this one you just see from like the top of the thighs down so again you're thinking is there anything there has he attached the top half to the bottom half or is is literally in his freezer you have the bottom half of a woman just hanging there which is crazy and is um is that horrible? I mean, it's it's horrible, but it's also goofball, I, I think, at the end of the day. Um, so after the shoes don't fit, if the shoes don't fit, you got to, forgive me, um, and Professor Brown comes out of a room, a uh, uh, building, and Mary meets up with him, and they chat. And um, yeah, watch, watch the versions in the Spanish and the English. I won't go too heavily into detail on it, but there's an interesting thing where they just start talking, and she says, um, would you walk with me for a bit? Oh, why are you scared? And it's like, well, you know, I just saw a freaking student 
cut in half on the floor next to a toilet. That's why I'm a little that's why I'm a little worried about this, Professor Brown. And Professor Brown is yes, I guess I'm a little callous. I see so many dead bodies, I'm I'm just I'm a little callous. But the most interesting part about this scene well, I think the most interesting part about this scene is that she's clearly kind of scared or pretending to be scared. He says, well, I'll walk with you to whatever hall. And then he walks with her for about 30 feet and then kind of does a, kind of looks at her like, you bitch. And then, and then walks away, which is great. But the, um, the, the, the discussions are about the Dean and campus politics and don't put your nose in places where you shouldn't kind of thing. Ms. Riggs, you're, you're new here. The interesting thing is that in the ink, well, again, bear with me the english version it's um they're talking whatever and mary says like oh that dean he's a big softy well you don't understand campus politics in order to be do this you have to be tough oh you sound like you're speaking from experience tell me about it. oh miss riggs you should keep out of your colleague's business and then he you bitch and storms away in the spanish version it ends the same way with um to you know to more or less like to be the dean you have to be really tough you bitch and he storms away but it's actually well uh country what the dean says you're actually a sensitive guy well the dean's and it's it's weird because they're both goofy but you would think the spanish version would possibly be less goofy because it's not dubbed but then you realize that both well jack taylor might be speaking spanish i didn't i, I know he speaks english um but the, i don't think either of them are speaking Spanish, but it's 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 just funny to me that one of the conversations is more or less um, that Dean's a big softy. It goes from there and it ends up at, you know, you have to be tough to run a campus, bitch. Well, he does, again, he doesn't say that. Uh, but in the Spanish version, it's the Dean says uh, you're not, but I think you're sensitive. Well, you have to be tough to run a campus, bitch. You know, and it's it's it's. I love how regardless of where it goes you know it's like a, it's like a choose your own adventure where you know if you if you want to talk about professor brown go to page 87 if you want to kind of sass the dean go to page 34 and you go to the pages and the first sentence or two are, are different but at the end they're exactly the same and uh, he storms away and then she runs into kendall and kendall's going to the Oh, isn't isn't the lieutenant an Orthodox? Uh, Kendall's going to City Hall in the Spanish, and I think just down to the police station in the English version. And yeah, so Kendall goes down there, and there's a, a scene of one long shot with like Sergeant Bracken in the foreground, Kendall in the middle, and a, a picture picture of Ronald Reagan in the background, and um, and it's basically uh, Sergeant. It's it's funny like. I understand Sergeant Bracken's concern, but at the same time, he is getting someone to help him. So maybe he shouldn't be such a bitch about it. Maybe he should calm down and just let Kendall help. In in the Spanish version, it seems like Kendall may have already helped. So he's because he, because Bracken's just like you know how it goes. You know, look through the files, and if you see anything related to faculty members, then you know jot it down. Whereas in the English version, it's like okay, look through the files. Da 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 da. So and Kendall doesn't look thrilled. Bracken doesn't look thrilled. As long as no one smokes a cigarette, I think we'll be okay. And uh, the whole shebang ends with um, Mary going up a very nice sort of curvy set of stairs up to a possibly familiar looking door I would say this 
that if you're trying to hide who your killer is and your whole sort of aesthetic, the way your doors look, the way your hallways look, the way your carpets look and everything, look one way, and the killer is in a space that looks different. And then 70 minutes in, the undercover police detective goes to a door that seems to match the aesthetics that we may have seen earlier, re the K-I-L-L-E-R. You may be giving the game away slightly, and she yeah, she she rings her dead whatever, and then she begins to walk away, and that's the that's the end of that. It's it's um it's a setup five minutes, and it's saved by the semi incoherent scene with Professor Brown and Mary Riggs, Kendall kind of scaring Mary, and it's like where did he? Because Mary kind of turns, looks towards Kendall, and then kind of jumps a moment later. I I, I like I like the thought that when Professor Brown walks away. Mary turns and Kendall is right there, as if Kendall saw her, knowing she's undercover, walking, talking to Professor Brown, and just made a beeline. Made a beeline, but because she didn't, she doesn't turn a corner, she doesn't do this, she doesn't do that. She literally just, Professor Brown walks away, she kind of does a shrug, turns, and Kendall runs right into her. And it's awesome, because it makes no sense, and it's pure J.P. Simon, and the shoes don't fit, and we're going to bring in um, Kendall to help and those big stacks of, of files. And it's a little vague on what exactly they're doing. I mean, it just seems to be a series of police files or city hall files. And they're looking for some sort of match to um, uh, named faculty members. And, well, Willard wouldn't be in there because he's like a, they said, what is your contract up? So he's like a contract guy, so he wouldn't be in there. So I'm not 100% sure what exactly they're making him do. Maybe Sergeant Bracken isn't very smart, and they're just kind of like, put him in the basement, have him look through some files. But maybe Kendall, maybe Kendall will help. And yeah, I just watched a scene like, like Professor Brown walks away. Mary looks at him go for about three or four seconds, turns, and Kendall almost runs into her, which means he's making a beeline for her. <laughs> yeah. And oh, I'll do I'll do this and then I'll wrap it up. This this is a great mode. Um, so this the lieutenant says in the beginning that you know Kendall knows everyone on that campus, but in the Spanish version, Kemble Kemble, the lieutenant says Kendall has had five years at university. He knows everyone. Now, you've seen Kendall. Kendall doesn't seem like the brightest bulb. The ladies like him. He's got his charms. It's never in any way, shape, or form said what it is he's doing there. To me, he looks like a freshman or sophomore, possibly so somewhere farther along, further, farther, further, farther along. But he, if, if, I, I don't quite know how universities slash colleges work in like the UK and Europe and Spain, etc., but if you're you're in college for five years in the U.S., you're going for your master's, you're in graduate school, you're going for your Ph.D., you're going for your doctorate. There is nothing at all that says that Kendall is anything but like some dog, maybe getting a business degree, maybe his parents are wealthy, he's there enjoying himself for four years, just mostly fooling around. And I love that he's been there for five years, so either he is going for a master's, a doctorate, a Ph.D., or something like that, or he's Tommy Boy. It's tough to say. Or he's um, Browski from um, King Frat. Who knows? But regardless, uh, yeah, this minute ends with Mary going down a hall, kind of going around a corner, going down a hall. 
um, and knocking on the double doors, which may or may not look familiar to us. Mm. So that's that's the end of this episode. Minute 70. We've got 15 minutes in the um, um, you, uh, English version. We have 15 and a half minutes left. I don't know if that means we're going to do three episodes. The credits will probably be one episode, I would imagine, unless the credits, I don't remember, unless the credits are like 30 seconds long. Um, but yeah, we could be one episode, two episodes, three episodes. I have no idea. Um, but uh, be good to yourself. Be safe. Be well. Listen to this, and I'll be back next time. Mm-hmm.